Hello. 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 Hey, everyone. It's uh, another episode of But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character, a Seinfeld podcast about the secondary characters of the best show ever made, at least with real people, Seinfeld. Yeah, but isn't it I don't want to be a secondary character, not I don't want to be? You sound so formal. Well... I don't want to be a secondary character. I choose not to be a secondary character, for I'm a primary character. I forbear myself, thyself, from being (laughs) thy non-primary. Yes, that's... We should, every week, should try and, like, up the... Shakespeareize it. Up, yeah, yeah. Shakespeareize it and see how weird we can get. Try and educate the audience a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> Beyond Seinfeld. Beyond Seinfeld, yes. Yeah, so I'm Stephen. I'm Ivan. And uh, this week, we're talking about a really good episode. Uh, it is The Shoes. Yeah, that's season four, episode 16, and... Uh, Last week, Stephen, we uh, we did the movie with uh, our friend Stacy. So thanks very much, Stacy, for being uh, on the show with us. Yeah, no, it was really fun. She had a really good time too. She's staying with me at the moment. She's recently moved to Melbourne, and uh, yeah, she had an awesome time. And she'll be back, uh, hopefully, more regularly for season three. Yes, as and of next year. Yeah, which will be great. We can't wait. Yeah, well, we'll have a third microphone in the studio. We will. Thank goodness. Yep, we'll actually <laughs> have a proper setup. Yeah, we shall. <laughs> oh my god! Um, as I was saying, um, yeah, last week we. Did the movie which was season four episode 14 two episodes before this one yeah i know i, I didn't, didn't realize until we did the notes i was like oh yeah it's season four yeah it's, yeah because i guess because it's it's still part of the you know the massive story arc of season four is them writing the pilot yeah and shooting it yeah. so you know this is like the this pilots. is one of the key episodes of that arc yeah it sure is yeah yeah, mm. yeah. Um, especially because it almost costs them the uh, mbc deal yeah because uh, they just had to sneeze into the past of primavera that's it which means spring and, and, and her cleavage saved the day yeah save their show Past a spring. Past a, it's true. It's <laughs> you know true. what I mean, spring in Italian? Yeah. I wonder what he thought about our script. <laughs> I like that. It's so violent, isn't know, it? Like, the vomiting. Uh, it's like, <laughs> I like the look on Jerry's face. He's just like... Mm. Yeah, he's like, ooh. Mm, not good. Get yeah. a good look, Costanza. Oh, yeah. It's in the field of vision. It's clearing cleavage. It's like staring at the sun. You get a sense of it, but then you look away. Yeah. I like that. Story of our lives, huh? Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, So if you... uh, Well, we've already said we're talking about the shoes this week. If you want to get in touch with us, you can. We've got an email address, bidwabaskpodcast, B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C podcast at gmail.com. We've got a website as well, bidwabaskpodcast. Uh, We're on social media. Our handle is at bidwabask, and you can listen to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Uh, And if you'd be so kind as to review us, rate us, or spread the word, that That would would be... Amazing. Yeah. I was gonna I was gonna say it in unison with you. That yeah. would be amazing. amazing. Yeah. That was fun. Still was. We should do that more often. We should try and harmonize next time. We should. Yeah. Welcome I don't know how to harmonize. To I know what but I don't wanna no. <laughs> it didn't work. I don't know. Nah, we'll just don't. listen to the Eagles a lot. They they do good harmonies. They do, they yeah. do. Welcome, Welcome to the but I don't wanna be a secondary character. Such a lovely place. <laughs> Such a lovely face. With two microphones. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Um, and also, this episode, it's our penultimate episode for Season 2. So uh, next week is going to be our Season 2 finale. We'll be off for a few weeks, but you can get keep in touch with us via emails. And uh, we're also on social media. We're going to have quite a few posts over the Christmas New Year period. So, uh, yeah, feel free to get in touch and, and stay with us. And we'll be back early January for Season 3. I believe at this stage it'll be mid-January. January 12, I think, oh, is when thereabouts. we'll be. Oh, thereabouts, yeah, yeah mid-January. Yeah. Something like that. But, but don't think that we're going to be, uh, you know, away from the internet we'll still be around and uh 
don't you be shy either. You can still keep in touch with us. Let us know what's happening with Festivus. Are you celebrating Festivus? Let us know what you're doing. Yep. We'd love do you to have hear any, from you. Do you have any grievances to air? Oh, Stephen. Do, do you want to compete in uh, feats of strength? Oh, I'd, I'd beat you, Stephen. <laughs> no, probably not. Yeah. No, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah pro- probably. probably. Yeah. Most likely, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, no. So why don't we get into this week's episode? Yeah, let's do it. Seinfeld uh, News? Yep. Yeah. So, in comparison to the last few weeks, I've only actually got two bits of Seinfeld news. Wowee, not many. No, Jeez. no. no. A bit different. Bit of a quiet week. I guess Seinfeld is uh, shutting down for Christmas. Yeah. It's a holiday season. It's coming upon us. And it sure is. Yeah. So, the first bit, and this was uh, pretty heavily reported, actually. So, Hugh Jackman, the... Um, My man. My man. Good good actor. Good yeah. dude. Good, good dude. Good dude. Yeah, good dude. Logan. He gave an interview recently. I'm not sure. Uh, actually, it was to Willem Dafoe, another good actor. Oh, good yeah. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, it was... Not uh, bad. Yeah, I didn't know it was, it was Willem Dafoe who interviewed him. Yeah, it was Whoa. part of the uh, Actor on Actor series, which is a uh, variety um, production. So, there you go. Nice. Uh, he talked about... Uh, it was brought up in the interview why he stopped being uh, Wolverine, probably his most famous role. Yeah, he's played it, what, six times, seven, seven times? times? Seven something, times something since like 2000, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. well, the first X-Men came out in 2000. Yep. Whoa. Yep. Jeez. So started good and ended ended amazingly. Yeah, Logan, I haven't seen it yet, but oh, it's meant to be pretty uh, pretty good. It's so good. Yeah, nice. Phenomenal. Nah. So good. Good. So, so, so good. Good, I'll check it out. Yeah, everything yeah. in between is questionable. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But Logan really tops it, doesn't oh, it? Yeah. Perfect way to end. Nice. Anyway, he was talking about why he decided to end playing that role. Other than aging and, you know, less physical ability as he got older, because it's a pretty physical role. And plus, you know, he's played the role seven times. Yeah. You want to you want to sort of spread your wings as an actor? Mm. Or, you know, oh, I mean, he's done that. Pause. He's done that many times. Yeah. You know, he's spread them into For sure. different disciplines. But I guess but, you just yeah. want to, you know, it reaches a point where you're just like, I can't do anything more with this character. It's time yeah. to move on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he actually said that Jerry Seinfeld, Mr. Jerry Seinfeld, who he says is a personal friend of his, convinced him to wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy, huh? Yeah, so uh, Seinfeld apparently said to him, "Look, uh, I've always believed you should never spend everything creatively because uh, creatively because it's almost uh, it's almost a Herculean." Sorry, I'll start that again. Yeah, that's fine. Look, I'll, <laughs> Seinfeld said to him, "Yeah, uh, look, said, I've said always, to Hugh Jackman, said to Jackman, yeah, look, I've always believed you should spend you shouldn't spend every fucking hell." <laughs> Third take. Here we go. He'll get it, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I will. I shouldn't have drunk that quarter whiskey before. Oh, man. No. Quarter bottle whiskey. Yeah, that's it. Uh, so, Seinfeld said to Jackman, Look, I've always believed you should never spend everything creatively. Hey, hey you did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, I'm going to reward myself with more whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Because it's almost... And by whiskey, you mean water. By water, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No whiskey. No. <laughs> whiskey business. Uh, because it's oh, almost no. Herculean to start up again. You should yeah. always have something in the tank. Jerry would know that. Yeah, definitely. Jerry, you know, Seinfeld could have gone for another five years. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it still would have been good, but... Yeah, it wouldn't have been you know. the same, though. It no. started to lose the, 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 the classic feel in season eight or nine. It did, yeah. So, yeah, he definitely quit where he was ahead. Mm. So, I, I think it worked out for him, and he probably thought you know you should do the same yeah and he, and he went off with a bang you know logan was 
one of the most acclaimed. I think I read it was like one of the most acclaimed superhero films ever. Probably. If not the most acclaimed. Wouldn't be surprised. You know, it, it broke the mould of typical uh, superhero films. Yeah. From what I heard. Yeah, it's basically... It's like a drama. It's a Western. Yeah, Western. It's probably the most yeah. comparable genre. Yeah, nice. It's, you know, it's a, it's a lone gunslinger, you know, making or last... Or clawslinger in claw this slinger. case. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Claw yeah. stabber. Yeah. Making a last stand. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, it's an amazing film. Cool. Go see it. Cool. Yeah, so that was pretty uh, pretty interesting and pretty surprising that Seinfeld is the reason why Hugh Jackman won't be Wolverine anymore. Well, good for him. Yeah, good on him. Uh, the second bit of news, uh, not as interesting, but uh, nonetheless still important, a uh, tap house, a brewery in Michigan, a small town called Ferndale. Um, they're having a Seinfeld-themed dinner on oh, December 23. very nice. Festivus. Uh, it doesn't talk about festivals. I was going to say, it sounds like it, you know. It should. Yeah. They should have a big aluminium pole in the middle. Yeah, and feats of strength. And air grievances. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm so sure there's plenty of grievances in Michigan. <laughs> probably, <know>? sure. <laughs> Detroit is a city with people with grievances. And Flint. And Flint. Have you heard the story about Flint? Uh, with the water. With the water, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't there a documentary about that? Yeah, yeah, Wasn't yeah. it Michael Ball's documentary? I think so, yeah, but it's still going on now. Okay. So I think they've, uh, poor people in Flint have a lot of grievances, I'm Fuck. sure. It's Jeez. a busy festivus for the oh, people of Michigan. I tell you. Yeah. And if you're in Michigan, hello. Hello. Yeah. So on Dece- And if you're in Michigan, in Ferndale specifically, you should go to uh, the, it's called the Livernois Tap. It's in, uh, as I said, in Ferndale. I've said that about three times. They're having a Seinfeld-themed dinner on December 23. Um, the dinner is a Chinese feast oh, served nice. family style, including dim sum, beef, uh, and a various uh, bunch of dishes. Will so I have to wait like an hour for their tables? <laughs> I would. I would want to, you know, just for an authentic Seinfeld experience. Can't ride. Yep. Can't ride. Yep. You got to. You got to. Five minutes. You got to have a book. You got to have a name. Uh, you got to say can't ride. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You got to. If you book under can't ride, you get a free meal from mm. one. Of and apparently, <laughs> no, 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 I made that up. <laughs> don't go there and say can't ride. Where's my free meal? No, no don't say that. No, no, no. <laughs> I was wondering what the fuck you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to reference the Chinese restaurant. Yeah. 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 Close, but... No cigar. No cigar. So, uh... Supreme Flounder. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of that restaurant again? Uh, oh, that was a trivia question. Yeah. Oh, shit. No idea. Shit. Forgot. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. And apparently, to top it off, they'll actually have some Seinfeld-inspired fortune cookies as well. So, yeah, if you're in the area, head along. Sounds like it would be fun. And that's all the Seinfeld news this week. Yeah, very brief. But that's pretty good because we can, uh, after this break, we can get straight into the shoes Indeed, from season four. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about Stephen Gal Cunningham, Molly, and Dana Foley. We'll touch a bit on Dana Foley because she appears in a few more episodes of season four. So uh, yeah, what do you reckon? Quick break. Let's do it. Hello, folks. Matt McCoy here, aka Lloyd Braun from Seinfeld, and I'm telling you right now, I do not want to be a secondary character. I thought I'd find you here. Well, Gail Cunningham. Hi, Gail. Hi, Elaine. Nice to see you. Hey, what is with your friend, Kramer? Why? He snubbed me. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. What did you tell him? Nothing. Hey, where are you going with that? Give me that. What? I thought you were finished. I took two bites. How am I finished? Plus, you're coming down with something. You want me to get sick? Bite? Welcome back to But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character, a Seinfeld podcast about the wonderful secondary and minor characters of our beloved show. What's it called? Seinfeld, that's right. Mm. <laughs> I was like 37 episodes in and I forgot what the hell we were talking about. <laughs> Goodness me. I love Frasier. Yeah, I love Cheers. Yeah, yeah, I love Crumby. Yeah, I love Crumpy. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Neighbours, great show. Uh, yeah, um, so today we're talking about season four, episode 16. The shoes. Yes, we are. And uh, in this one, Elaine's quite uh, possessive about her shoes. Yeah, she gets pretty bothered about 
um, the fact that Gail knows where she gets her shoes from. Yeah, the Botticelli. 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 I love that's my probably my favorite scene yeah, in the whole show. Just yeah. Elaine impersonating Gail, like ooh, Botticelli's. I think Del Ripple vomiting you? is the best one. Yeah, yeah. that's that's pretty good. It's just so violent. The violent. The sound effect was just yeah perfect. Very dramatic. Yeah. Quick episode synopsis as usual. Shall we? Uh, shall I get into that? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. You don't need my permission. You do, you mate. Thanks, mate. <laughs> First aired in the US on February 4, nineteen ninety three. So a couple of weeks after last week's episode, the movie, uh, written by Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld. This episode, Stephen. Yep. And directed by Tom Sharones. Jerry and George struggle to pitch their TV show to NBC, and after a quick debate, they decide to write Elaine out of the pilot. They're thinking, how do we include the Elaine character? Because there's too many people to account for. The butler, the thing, the thing, the thing, yeah. I love when they try to explain to Elaine why they couldn't do it. Yeah. And Elaine's just like, oh, we just We just don't know how a woman thinks. Yeah, it's just like... What what she would say. Yeah, what she would say. And she's just like bemused. (laughs) I love her reaction. Yeah. What? Yeah. Kramer claims that he snubbed one of Jerry's previous girlfriends, Gail Cunningham, who's played by... (laughs) Snubbed her. Yeah. (laughs) Snubbed her. Right past her. Right past her. Oh, what a good friend. See, what a great guy. What a great friend. Uh, Gail's played by Anita Barone. Uh, And, uh, yeah, so so Kramer snubbed Gail uh, on the account that he didn't... Or she didn't kiss Jerry after three dates. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't kiss him goodnight. Yeah. And it's actually funny because in the opening monologue, his comedy skit, he says, after three dates, there should be some form of... Yeah. His you know, monologue is about sort of, you know, there should be established etiquette rules yeah, of, of yeah. dating. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I always get the courts to come in and we'll issue you an embrace. <laughs> you know, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his but stand-up is usually linked to one of the themes of the episodes yeah. or an idea in the episode. Of course. Uh, meanwhile, George goes to his therapist, Dana Foley, played by Gina Hecht. Or Hecht. 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 Must be German. Yep. I don't know. Um, now, she's, she appears in a couple more episodes of Seinfeld, The Pick and The Pilot okay. in season four. So, uh, yeah. So, he has a tantrum after that she thinks that the script wasn't funny. You know what I think's funny? This. You know? I love, I love his rant. He's just yeah. like, this is comedy. <laughs> you know? This whole... Thing. You know who did find it funny? Uh, Russell Dalrymple, the president of NBC. The NBC, yeah. I like how she's like, she's very reasonable and calm. She's like, George, if you want to work in a creative industry, you've got to you learn to take learn criticism. To... How's this for criticism? Uh, you stink. You stink. <laughs> yeah. This whole thing is... That diploma on the wall, that's a joke. That's a joke. I think you should leave. Yeah. She like... handles George really well. She does. Well, she's she doesn't. To. Yeah. She's a psychiatrist. That's for goodness true. sake. A that's therapist. Tr- yeah. 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 I love when George says at the start, I don't understand women. That's why I'm taking therapy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm in therapy. That's why I'm in therapy. Isn't your mother paying for it? And she slaves for every penny. She for every penny. <laughs> <laughs> he's so pathetic that his mother yeah. has to pay for therapy yeah. for him. I don't know. And I, I love at the end of the episode where um, George goes, you know, when, well, I'm about to say in a minute that Lane tries to seduce Dalrymple yeah. so he gets the pilot back so mm. they get the pilot back George's like oh it's Elaine it's not about me it's it's about my mother you know, she was in hospital and Elaine's like yeah I know because she caught you and then George's like yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. the contest yeah. it's like that's why she was in hospital it's like yeah good, good one Elaine yeah yeah, because he was trying to be all sympathetic yeah, and Elaine's like Elaine won't have a bar of it she's yeah, like, nah, trying to nah. emotionally manipulate her yeah she's just no nah. no nah. nah. Kramer brags about kissing Gail after they meet again to Jerry's bemusement and after telling Elaine that Gail told him about her shoes she goes to confront her at the restaurant where she works Fivers it's called Fifers? Fifers. Fifers. The Power Lunch Crowd. It must be an Italian restaurant. Because I noticed if you have a look, there's like Nutella jars and then there's like yeah, actually, I bread. Did notice, and I did notice the Nutella jar on yeah, the shelf. And, they, and he orders, um, Dalrymple orders Pasta Primavera, which is an Italian dish. Yeah. I, I, I assume it's an Italian restaurant. Yeah, but Fifer isn't a 
that's not an Italian maybe last name. Maybe it's a slang right? term. Maybe it's Pfeiffer? like Pfeifferonis or something. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Knows? Don't know. Could be a slang term. You know, the locals know it as Fivers and mm. it could be Pfeifferinos or Pfeifferonis. Who knows? Maybe. Fifaronis. Who knows? Yeah. Whatever. Mm. Um, so Elaine sneezes in Dalrymple's pasta primavera by mistake. Uh, George and Jerry go to Dalrymple's place where he's violently ill as a result <laughs> of getting a stomach bug from Elaine's sneeze. Keyword, violent. Violent. George is caught looking at his daughter Molly's uh, cleavage and Molly's played by Denise Richards. In this episode, she's credited as Denise Lee Richards. Okay. Uh, and the duo think that NBC may not go ahead with the pilot because of... George staring into the sun, basically. Like George leering. Yes, Dalrymple calls Jerry later and says that NBC don't want the pilot and they think it's because of the cleavage situation. Yeah, and yeah. it is. Mm, yeah. It is, yeah. He basically verifies it at the restaurant. He says, like, given the circumstances, I don't think we should be in business together. Mm, exactly, yeah. Fair um, enough, too. They decide that the best way to convince NBC to take the pilot back on is to get Elaine to impress Dalrymple with her cleavage the next time that he's at Fiverr's. Field of vision, huh? Yeah, field of vision, <laughs> yes. Uh, Gail agrees to let them know when Russell will go back to the restaurant on the condition that she gets Elaine's shoes and she's not happy with those. She's like, Bring the, the shoes. Jellies. But uh, how can you know, not know her size I mean what's her size what, what's your size seven and a half and Kramer's like boop yep. bingo <laughs> bingo <laughs> she's like no um, they, she was hoping that she was like a different shoe size mm. uh, they attend the previous restaurant or Fivers uh, where Elaine seduces Dalrymple with her cleavage uh, he decides to go ahead with the pilot because a man will stare at cleavage that enters his field of vision yep yeah. Yep. he's Pretty convinced much. of George's theory yeah yeah. So yeah. So he thinks, oh yeah, what's good for the goose, good for the gander, and mm. uh, he just they decide to take the pilot on. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Great. And and that continues the story arc for story season four. Yeah. 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 Other secondaries. There's actually only one that I picked up. Uh, Michael Ornstein. He plays the waiter. He's only in it for what ten seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Not long at all. Now a bit of trivia about the episode, Stephen. So Denise Richards, uh, who played Molly, so Dalrymple's fifteen-year-old daughter, was twenty-two at the time of recording the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Now I could imagine it would have been a bit. I don't think it would have been ethical to have a 15-year-old, you know, a real 15-year-old come in and then suddenly that stereo cleavage. I mean, that would you can't be, sexualize that would breach, a 15-year-old. That would breach many ethics. Yeah. It, yeah. It would just be creepy and wrong. It would be very wrong. And I think, well, I, I'm like, my understanding is for Australia anyway, I'm sure it's the same for America. If you're under 18, you actually have to have, like, a parent on set. Okay. You know, when like I, a guardian. Yeah, or a guardian or yeah. a parent, but yep. most likely a parent. I don't think a parent would be happy to, you know, for an actor to see, like, their daughter's cleavage. No. You know, they'd be like, uh, no. No. So, yeah. Now, very, very good casting to get an actual adult. For sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, that's pretty common as well, where a young adult plays a teenager. Yeah. I mean, the OC. Yeah, nine no. or two or no. <laughs> nine or two or no. They're all show like, about high schoolers. They're all Luke like twenty something. Like thirty, and he was Probab- still on the show or something. Probably it's something stupid like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Crazy. Mm. Uh, Botticelli's. It's actually a real shoe shop or shoe place. Uh, they're Botticelli's are Italian handmade shoes, and they've been around since nineteen sixty eight, and they're based in Florence in Italy. Huh. Yeah, they're for real. I, I googled them, and I'm like, oh, Botticelli's, Botticelli shoes, okay. and they're really nice shoes. Okay. Yeah. Right. I can see why Elaine didn't want to get rid of a pair. You oh. mispronounced Botticelli's. It's actually pronounced Botticelli's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's Elaine doing an impression of Gail. Yeah. Botticelli's. That bothered you? Yeah, it bothered me. <laughs> it bothered me. And uh, one uh, last trivia. One for more the American audience. Not The Australians and other nationalities probably wouldn't get it. But um, this is the first episode where Seinfeld was moved from Wednesday nights to Thursdays at 9.30pm after Cheers uh, on NBC. Because Cheers was... In its last season. Uh, Seinfeld would later take over Cheers' spot the following fall and remain there for the rest of the series. Yeah. So there you go. So Cheers was on its last legs and uh, they finished off and Seinfeld took the place. Yeah. Big move. Massive move. And look where they are today. Yeah. 
It's funny, uh, you know, I always think of shows and like whether they're still relevant or whether they still have the same impact today. Um, and I think Cheers has lost a lot of its, you know, like it, it, it was the, I think other than MASH, it was the most watched finale ever in TV history. I think I, I watched a documentary about 90s television. I think I, I mentioned it last week. Yeah, on the show. you did. It was one of your Seinfeldisms. I think Cheers pulled like, I think it was like 80, 90 million people yeah. or something ridiculous. Pretty sure the top three shows are the MASH finale, Cheers yeah. and Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. Cheers was like clear second. Yeah. yeah. I think it was like 90 million, 100 million. It was something crazy like that. Yeah. And like, I, mean, I think a third of the country watched it or something. Yeah. It's something just ridiculous. amazing that like Cheers was so big at the time from when it started all the way till the end. Mm. You know, and it ended in one of the biggest ways ever. Yeah. But its cultural sway now and its relevance is pretty... It's, yeah. it's just looked back as like, oh yeah, that sitcom from the 80s and 90s. Whereas yeah, Seinfeld yeah. is still so... So so important because Seinfeld was groundbreaking too. Like yeah. Cheers was just like I'm sure it was good at the time. You know, it was a good show, but it it wasn't pushing boundaries. No, it no, was just, it was very safe, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. just. I mean, the setting was unique. Mm. It was in a bar, and you had flawed characters. Like it was different because they weren't all wholesome and no. with this sort of like middle class family. No, they had all they're all uh, their idiosyncrasies and yeah, their, their problems. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it was different, but it, it's just funny that you know after it ended, it's sort of like. It's just looked back nostalgically. It's not. Yeah. Look, it's not looked on as still something that's has so much cultural sway. Like and the Simpsons and Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So today's character, Stephen. Shall we start with Gail Cunningham? Let's do it. Yeah. Played by Anita Barone. Uh, she's known for appearing in a couple of episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm, and she was also in the TV show Parenthood. Um, yeah. So that they're probably her best or her biggest roles. Yep. Um, with Gail, you know, she's a chef, obviously. You know, that's established in the episode. I'm pretty sure I figured out she's a sous chef. A in, sous chef, in yeah. In the episode. Specializes in Italian cuisine. Yeah. Because I, I, I think that Fiverr's is an Italian restaurant. Yeah. Just by the look, you know, I saw the Nutella jars. I saw, like, the, the Italian bread, you know, me being a, of Italian background, you, you understand these things. You know, yeah. It's very, like, all these Italian kind of yeah. ingredients on the shelf. Mm. I think they had, like, San Pellegrino. I think okay. it was, like, not that brand, but it was just, like flavoured mineral water you know yep. I could see like the, the looked very similar I was like oh yeah these are like all Italian things yeah you know like you see growing up and you're like oh yeah yeah Italian, Italian. maybe she trained at Pfeiffer's you know she maybe. did her apprenticeship there and yep. you know she's just stayed on there and she's a sous chef I think so so based on the hat that she was wearing right and the fact that uh, when she was cooking and Elaine came into the restaurant the the head chef was an yeah, the older guy. guy. Next to her, yeah. I think he's the head chef and she's the sous chef. Yeah. Based nice. on her uniform. Yep. And just sort of the vibe you got. Like it didn't look like she was running the kitchen. Yeah. Um, but it didn't look like she was just a lowly dishwasher yep. or, you know, sort of um commie chef. No, 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 no. She was definitely uh, definitely up there. Definitely yeah. second in charge, yeah. Yeah. That, that's Sue, isn't it? Second in charge? Second chef? Sous chef, yeah. Sous chef, is yeah. the two I see. Nice. And I reckon she specializes in Italian cuisine. Yeah. Yeah. I would I would agree with that yeah, for sure. Definitely. For me, like I don't know, I'm sure you notice this too, Stephen. I think she's a very jealous person. I yeah. think because you know, sous chefs, I'm sure depending on the establishment that you work at, I'm sure they get a reasonable wage. Mm. I mean, I know I, I, I used to know people who were apprentice chefs and they got next to nothing. Yeah. You know, and they worked like 80 hours a week. Yeah. Something crazy like that. Yeah. Um, I think because she sees Elaine's Botticelli's. The Botticelli's, and I told you Botticelli's are like an upmarket shoe. Yeah. Yeah, like a shoe company. I think she sees the Botticelli's and thinks, oh, they're kind of out of my reach. Okay. And because obviously Elaine would earn more than Gail, mm. Gail's easily just jealous. She's like, oh, you got Botticelli's. I've always wanted Botticelli's. Okay. You know? So and it's not just it's not just envy. It's it's sort of jealousy. Jealousy, and yeah. she's just trying to get the shoes. Yeah. she can't afford it on her salary. She can't maybe. afford it on her salary. Yeah. No, I think she wants shoes like Botticelli's. Okay. And even like the way she dresses as well. Like mm. when she goes around, you notice she kind of dresses. I mean, 
I'm sure the clothes, uh, you know, it's like her first outfit's like vintage looking. Yeah. You know, like it's not like she dresses in like designer. You know, like Stella we spoke about a few yeah. weeks ago. You know, she dresses yeah. in like designer clothing and yeah. stuff. Yeah. I don't think, like she seems to just dress in like moderate clothing. I know you what know? you mean. And I think she wants to strive. I yeah. think she thinks that Botticelli's and the way Elaine dresses and stuff is yeah. like, she wants to be part of it. Represents like a an upward mobility. An upward that mobility. She's trying to trying to trying to gain. Yeah, I mean, okay. she, by saying that, she probably maybe flunked out of college, or maybe she okay. tried being, you know, something, and then you know, she dropped out of uni. I don't know. Yeah, you know, and then she thought, I'll become a chef. I'll do an apprenticeship, and you know, yeah. they, all and chefs start as apprentices. That, no, no, that's not to say that chefing is oh you no, know, second rate job. A wonderful, wonderful art. You Fuck, know, food is the best. Food's the best, and yeah. then I and I, I like I know. But chefs I, and they all started as apprentices. Yeah, they started from the bottom. Yeah, so she probably thought I'm going to try this trade, mm. see what happens. And yep. she, you know, she's meant to be pretty good because even Dalrymple comments on the food, saying the food's usually pretty good. Yeah, you know, so yep. she must be, uh, she must be really good. Yeah, you no, know? I think she's a very competent chef. I had that down that she's very good at her job. Yeah, she is. Yeah, and I think she really enjoys it. She's got a good knack for it for sure. Cook- even Kramer comments like Kramer says, "Oh, the cooking's like he comments. He says something on the lines of the cooking's very, you know." Yeah. Like he said something, you know. Something. I think he implies that she's bringing food into the bedroom. Something like that, yeah. Like what yeah. George will end up doing yeah. five seasons later. Yeah, but Kramer yeah. doesn't watch TV and <laughs> eat, a, eat a sandwich you know, hidden in the drawer. The trifecta. <laughs> <laughs> food, food, TV, and sex. Ultimate pleasure. The ultimate pleasures, yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, so I think she really strives. She wants to be like in the same, I guess in her mind, she kind of wants to be in the same level as Elaine. Sure. You know, in her mind. Yeah. You know. I know what you mean. But... You know, because of her wage and stuff, mm. you know, earns less than Elaine. She probably thinks Botticelli. I haven't seen the prices of Botticelli's, but I know they're expensive. Yeah, the Elaine shoes are probably like five hundred dollars or something. Yeah, you know, probably. Plus, if they weren't expensive, you know? I don't think she would have been impressed by Italian-made shoes. You'd yeah. be looking at least five hundred bucks. Probably made by Daniel Day Lewis. Oh, probably. When he was a when he was a cobbler. Oh yeah, you mentioned that a few <laughs> weeks ago. Yes. Yep. I just want to bring him up every time I can. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Cobbler and milkshake thief. <laughs> I drink out of your milkshake. I feel like that's a bit rude. Get your own damn milkshake. Yeah, I know. And then he ends up killing the guy. Yeah. Jeepers. Let uh, there be blood. Yeah. Oh, no, there will be blood. Yeah. Good movie. Good. Yeah. Great film. Yeah. So that's what I think of Gail. I think mm-hmm. that yeah, I think she um, flunked out of college or you know, high, you know, a degree or whatever to become a high paying or to go into a high wage, high paying job. And then she decided to become a chef, realized she had a knack for it. And uh, she sees like people who can afford $500 pairs of shoes and stuff. A thousand dollar jackets is like elite. And she wants to, uh, she wants to be part of that. She has that kind of delusion where she thinks that that's more superior in society. And she Mm. wants to kind of go up the ranks on her chef's wage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's why she wants the shoes for free. Okay. And she gets him. It's a pretty good take. Mm. I like it. What do you think? Yeah, I I didn't have anything sort of in that direction, but I, I it makes sense now that I'm thinking about it. Um, I had more about just her character, yeah, um, rather yeah. than her sort of story. Sure. I yeah, I I didn't have that she was jealous. Um, okay. But yeah, I think she obviously is. I just had that she was quite reactive. You know, she really doesn't like the fact that Kramer snubs her. Most oh, people would yeah, just be like, yeah, eh, yeah, whatever. Like, but you don't see it, but you can tell by Kramer's anecdote. You know, she's very. Oh, she's. But she's not. Not just from what Kramer relays, but the fact that she tracks down Jerry. Oh yeah, yeah. To yeah, get true. mad at him for true. Kramer's behaviour. Right. Oh and yeah. She obviously took it yeah, really yeah, yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, if if my if my ex girlfriend's boyfriend or oh, sorry friend snubbed me, I yeah. just go okay, whatever. Like. I might be a bit confused in the moment and go, oh, well, I thought he would say hello. But, mm. you know, 10 seconds later, who gives... I wouldn't track my ex 
partner down. No, that's to, a bit to, weird. To like give him a hard time because of behavior of and like Jerry said, as soon as he leaves the apartment building, he's out of his jurisdiction. Like, yeah, if I were them, I would have called the police. Yeah, by that stage. Yeah, I'd be like, this is a bit creepy. Yeah, very creepy. Yeah, so she yeah. obviously doesn't take rejection, you know, very well. No, no, very reactive. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's a bad. I don't think it's a bad thing. I just think that she doesn't put up with any shit. And she makes sure that people know that she's not one to be snubbed. Yeah. You know, she, I think maybe she, maybe she has a reputation that she thinks she needs to uphold. Yeah. Maybe it's linked to what you said about, um, you know, wanting to desire expensive possessions. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like insecurity of like, you know, my identity is linked to expensive items of clothing. Yeah. And also, you know, uh, if, if someone snubs me, it's not just a rude social gesture. It's also attack on my personality, on my identity. Yeah. You know, and that's why she sort of overreacts and, and sort of challenges it via Jerry, I guess. I mean, they end up hooking up. So... Oh, yeah. Kramer and Gail. Yeah. yeah. Kind of works out weirdly. Yeah. Or maybe maybe it's more simple than that now that I think about it more. Maybe it is just what Kramer said. He's figured women out. They love the snub. They love the snub. Yeah. And then George sort of debunks that theory. I just love how it all plays out because he's just like, no, 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 they don't. I just snubbed every woman I saw for a year. You know, yeah, he, every he single person. Nothing. He I got, got no, nothing. 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 Yeah, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they don't love the snub. <laughs> yeah, they don't. Yeah, but I think I think she feels like she's well. She I think she's lacking in something. Yeah. The fact that she really needs to prove how offended she was by Kramer's snub, where I think most people just wouldn't give a shit. No. no. And also the fact that she does, you know, she sort of manipulates Elaine into giving her the shoes. And they're just a pair of fucking shoes. Who cares? <laughs> well, expensive shoes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They're, I'm sure they're lovely shoes. But yeah. yeah, I think it points to some serious insecurities. Isn't it funny how we never see the shoes? Mm. You know? Like, yeah. you could just imagine what they could be. Yeah. What do you think the shoes were? I reckon they were, like, brown boots. Yeah, well, I'm thinking what Elaine... Oh, Elaine wears a lot of, like, almost, like, female wingtip-style shoes. Yeah, yeah. Back then, like, sort of dress shoes. Right. But a bit more fashionable, not yeah. just, like, boring black office mm-hmm. loafers. Sort of yeah, thing. yeah. So I would, yeah. And if they're handmade Italian shoes, they're either... Oh, Botticelli's is handmade Italian. Yeah. yeah. They're either... I think they're just like classic, classic like wind, wingtip style shoes. Yeah. Or boots. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I don't know. I'm sure you could probably see the shoes if you paused an episode, paused mm. a scene in the episode. No? I couldn't be bothered. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. No, all I saw was the box. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, did you have anything else about Gail? Nah. No. Molly? Uh, yeah, sure. Let's talk about Molly. So that... Uh, she is uh, Russell's daughter, Dalrymple, and we will talk about him slightly in this episode, but not too much because uh, he has more of a, an important sort of part of uh, future episodes. In season four, yeah, particularly, yeah. Definitely. I think one day we'll do like a what's the deal with NBC staff. Yeah. Maybe, like the yep. NBC That's a good executives idea. or something, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. in the we could probably also include the um, the new boss of NBC in the finale. Yeah, we can. Because he contacts yeah. Jerry again to, to restart yeah. Jerry. We could probably get him as well, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll do something like that. Yeah, I mean, we'll know. talk about him briefly as he appears in this episode, but not too much. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Molly, as Ivan said, was played by Denise Richards. Um, she's... Say so she's one of the most famous actresses. We every week we're like, who's the most famous? Who's going to be like who? top five or ten? Oh, Not, top, top ten definitely. Yeah, I don't know about top five, but no, okay, top ten. Yeah, definitely. yeah, that's true. So she's known for, I, w- I would say, most well known for Starship Troopers and Wild Things. Oh, Wild Things, oh man, <laughs> one of the biggest <laughs> that actresses. scene. Oh, damn. Yeah, it, um, <laughs> with Nev Campbell, it, it ruffled it ruffled many a teenage boy's oh, feathers. As a teenager, man, you yeah. see that and you're like, what? Yeah. Jeepers. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. Sort of like teenage softcore porn. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. She was actually in Starship Troopers. She was, yeah. Yeah. That's great right. film. Yep. Um and after that she kind of sort of tapered off. Well, funnily enough, Stephen, she was a Bond girl. 
she was, was actually. She was in uh, the Pierce the Brosnan. Yeah, yeah, in uh, 1999, I was think. Was that the last Pierce Brosnan? Uh, no, I think Die it was Another one, Day. Die Another Day, yeah. yeah. This was like the... the so I think... This was after Goldeneye. No, Tomorrow Never Dies. Okay. Now, he did four, I think. Right. He did Goldeneye, Tomorrow Never Dies, World Is Not, Not Enough, and yep. then Die Another Day. Right. He did four. Okay. Um, yeah, this was his third. Right. Um, yeah, so she was uh, Dr. Christmas Jones, and she for this one, she actually won a Golden Raspberry Award in the year 2000. She won for Worst uh, Supporting Actress, and she was nominated for Worst Screen Couple with Pierce Brosnan. Wow. Yeah. And the Golden Razzies. Yeah, I'm I'm not really a fan of that yeah. era of James Bond. Goldeneye was good. Yeah, mostly Goldeneye because was good. of the Nintendo 64 game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I loved Boris. I'm invincible. Alan Cumming. Was he the villain in Goldeneye? Oh, no, he was like... He wasn't the main villain, but he was like... Oh, he was a villain, but not like the villain. Okay. He was just like some geeky computer guy. Okay, he was played remember. by Alan Cumming. Right. Yeah, good actor. I, yeah, yeah, I don't it's remember. Funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so she, was, uh, she won a, a Razzie for The World Is Not Enough. She was never a very good... good Denise Richards was not the best actress. Yeah, I know. Yeah, crazy. I mean, yeah. Uh, So the only thing that I have is that she lives with her mother. Yeah, that's it. So Dalrymple and uh, the mother are divorced. Obviously divorced. Yeah, that's it. Um, You know, typical teenager. Yeah. You know, dresses in like... Did she have like double denim? No. Yeah. Yeah, it looked very very like like young people, 90s fashion. And she was chewing gum. Yeah. It was like a 22-year-old trying to look 15. Yeah. You know? And I noticed with her voice, she had like the inflection of a teenager. Yeah. She's like, yeah. It's like, so George is like, so you live with your mother, huh? And she goes like, yeah. Yeah, live with my... Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Daddy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Yeah, I... I think she, I don't know, she probably, maybe, you know, Russell's probably on some good coin, I would imagine, being the president of a huge company. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe she goes to boarding school. Maybe, yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah, but, I mean, there's not much to work with. Not much to work with. Yeah. No, it's just George uh, gets caught caught in the sun. (laughs) For sure. Gets caught staring at the sun. I wonder how she would have reacted when uh, Dalrymple catches George, because... You know, Dal Rimple says, get a good look, Costanza. She would have heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she would have, you know, figured out what she was going on. She probably reacted. Yeah. Well, maybe she thought, probably just thought, oh, what a slime bag. Yeah, probably yeah. something like that. Like, like most people's Old reaction pervert to... or something. Yeah. Like yeah. most women's reactions to yeah, George. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just pervert. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Good, so, enough, good enough reason for Dal Rimple to kit, cut the pilot. Oh, yeah. You know, he's staring at my daughter. If I, someone stared at my daughter like that... Throw them out. Punch their lights out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Perfectly justified. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Even yeah. though Dal Rimble loses his marbles later on and joins Greenpeace. Yeah, he does. And he <laughs> um, dies at sea. That's right. R.I.P. Yeah. Dal Rimble. Pretty dark. <laughs> Very dark. Yeah. So I guess we should talk about Dal Rimble he briefly. he falls in love with Elaine, too. He does. He does. Yeah. yeah. Obsesses with Elaine. Obsessive. Yeah. Because of a bloody cleavage. Mm. Powerful cleavage. Yep. Yeah. Fields of vision. Were you just huh? scratching your chest or trying to generate cleavage? Yeah, I was doing a bit of both. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. No, more the former. Okay. Oh, it was itchy. <laughs> so, uh, Russell Dalrymple, who's Molly's dad. So, he was played by uh, Robert Balaban. Mm-hmm. I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yep. Um, he was actually uh, a producer nominated for an Academy Award for <gasps> really? Gosford Park in 2001. Which one? What? Uh, it was a film called Gosford Park. Oh, I've heard of Gosford Park. He was a producer. He was. Oh, he wow. was nominated for an Academy Award. Good for him. Yeah. Nice. Indeed. Um, so, he obviously loves pasta primavera. He sure does. He loves Italian food. He I does. Think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think he goes to Pfeiffer's most days. Yeah. I think, you know, on his lunch break, he goes there. Yep. And, you know, the chefs know him by name. The waiters know him by yeah. name. Yeah. So. Mr. Dalrymple. Yeah, go, Mr. They address him very formally. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Um, he's obviously very protective of his daughter. And uh, he's susceptible to the normal you know, uh, weaknesses of man, shall we say. Yeah. Cleavage. Yes. Yep. So. 
Yeah, that's yeah. all I had about him. Yeah, me too. But we won't go too much into him because no. you know he he's basically one of the pivotal pivotal characters in season four. Yeah, you know? one of the pivotal second secondary characters anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess maybe the episode um, that he has the most importance in is the one where he dies. The pilot. Yeah, is Part that the two. pilot? Yeah. Ah, it season is. finale. Yep. 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 Um, the only other secondary character I had anything about was Dana, which is George's therapist in the show. So. She was played by uh, Gina Hecht or Hecht. Hecht, yeah. And she's she's known for appearing in Night Shift and Mork and Mindy in the 70s. Mork and Mindy. Yeah, and Sinalmo's Fire. She was in that movie too. I haven't seen that. Yeah. Okay. Coming of age 80s film. Okay. It has like all the gang from The Breakfast Club. Right. Is it anything to do with that? No, no, no. They're just different characters. Right. It's like the same actors. Okay. Okay. Plus with a few extras. All the actors in the 80s. Or in yeah. the Breakfast Club. Yeah. Any actor who ever exists in the 80s are all in the Breakfast Club. I think Club. they call them what, the Brat Pack? Was that the 80s? Um, I think no, it wasn't was... the Brat Pack like Frank Sinatra. No, that's the oh, that Rat was that Pack. Rat Pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think they called them the Brat Pack. Okay. It was like Emilio Estevez, Charlie Sheen, mm. uh, Judge Reinhold. Yeah. You know, those kind of actors. Yeah. You know, those are like 80s, mm. you know, yep. people. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. Crazy. Uh, so. Molly I... Ringwald. Molly yeah. Ringwald, yeah. yeah. Was she in the Labyrinth? No, that's Jennifer no, Connolly. That's right. No, she's in The Breakfast Club. She is Molly too. Ringwald. Yeah. 16 Candles, all those coming-of-age teen films. Mm. She was Good a time for film. Yeah, 80s, yeah. man. So, uh, first thing I noticed about Dana, she loves Chinese styling, decorating. Yeah. If you look yeah. at her, her, um, her decorating in her office, there's a lot of like Ming vases and there's a few like Chinese style artworks. Oh, good point. So I reckon she, you know, has a thing for that. Maybe she, is like an amateur historian. On, well, she's on a China file. China file. She's probably I don't know. She's probably travelled to China. Yeah. You know, a few yeah, times. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, she also used to do ballet, mm. I think, mm. because she has a like what looks like a ballet trophy. It's like a trophy. Yeah. And the the sort of the the trophy the thing on the trophy whatever you call it yeah is like a uh, looks like a young woman like posing in a oh, ballet sort right. of stance like nice. on her tippy toes with her arms and legs out nice so I think maybe that was from her maybe her childhood yeah or possibly it could be her like daughters or maybe. you know her sons whatever whatever yeah and possibly as well you know with therapists they they sometimes give you like techniques you know mm. you know if you're angry they'll give you like meditation techniques she probably incorporates a lot of eastern meditation eastern kind of techniques that's true you know like maybe she gives like meditation yeah or breathing techniques like yoga you know sometimes therapists will encourage you to take up yoga or tai chi yeah you know because breathing is very important you got to breathe that slows the heart rate yeah so if you're like panicked you're like, ah, 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 you know it's like meditate yeah you know just take a deep breath close maybe she eyes. was an early proponent uh, of mindfulness maybe because i mean mindfulness is sort of a the idea of mindfulness is like a western adoption of ancient buddhist yeah uh, you know, meditative and yoga practices. Yeah. And it's sort of been westernized into that word and those ideas. Maybe she was one of the first, you know, an early sort of pioneer of mindfulness in the US. Maybe. You know, influenced by maybe travels or, mm. you know, uh, knowledge or, or study of, of Eastern, you know, ancient Eastern sort of philosophies and practices. I'd say so. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Very good. Yeah. I, I, I really like her as well. I yeah. Think she, she seems just really, she just, I like the fact that she just doesn't play George's game. She's just like, whatever. Yeah. She's like, get just, out. Yeah. She's just like, she's <laughs> wasting my time. Just straight up about his shitty sitcom. She's like, it's not funny. Yeah. And he loses <laughs> it. He can't deal with that. And she's like, well, you're going to have to accept criticism. Like she's very, very just, just rational. You yeah. know, just like whatever. Yeah, and it's true. You have to accept criticism. You yeah. know, you can't, you can't please everyone in no. anything. So no, too bad. Yeah, <laughs> I just love how George, like, rather than just accept the fact that maybe she just doesn't like his style of comedy, <laughs> she 
she's wrong because Russell Dalrymple likes it. Like yeah. that's such a flawed a argument. Flawed argument, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I would assume as well that you know being a psychiatrist. Um, she's probably part of the upper crust of New York. Yeah. You know, probably yeah. earned some good coin. Definitely. You know, um, and she, yeah, I just, I really like her. She's yeah. honest. She's a good person. Yeah. I reckon she's an amazing therapist. She's very highly She'd regarded really in good. her profession. Definitely. She tells it like it is. Yeah. Yep. Highly respected. For sure. Yeah. So cool. Any other characters? Uh, I have one note about oh, the, the waiter. Oh, the waiter. Yeah. yeah so he yeah. was played by Michael Ornstein or Ornstein. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has had parts in Law and Order, um, three Law and Orders: Law and Order, Law and Order SVU, and Law and Order Criminal Intent. <laughs> That's the same character. <laughs> yeah. But I think we've commented before. There's a lot of crossover with a few shows in Seinfeld. Law yeah. and Order is one of them, and also um, Days of Our Lives and, and General, General Hospital. Hospital. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Yeah. Still, still yet to figure out the link between all those shows. It must mm. be a writer or a producer. Maybe, yeah, it's probably the producer knows people who yeah. know someone and yeah. they just refer people, yeah. It's yeah. one of those things. The only thing I had about the waiter is that he takes his job very seriously. Yeah. Because he's very, like, you know, adamant that the dish go out on time. Here you go, Mr. Dalrymple. That's it. And the other character, I don't have anything about him, but I just want to mention him because technically he's a secondary character in the show. Yeah. And that's the butler in Jerry. Because <laughs> if Jerry were a real show, the <laughs> butler would have been a secondary <laughs> character. <laughs> he would have. So... You know, uh, I, I like mentioning all the obscure characters. You sure do. What so, about the guy sitting in the restaurant who was eating no, something, you know? No, it's got to be credited or have a name or be mentioned, <gasps> yeah. not just someone in the background. This isn't, you know, but I don't want to be a background character. I've got another secondary character we can uh, we can talk about. Who? George's cousin's a chef. And doesn't he... Uh, he works at... Um, ah, yeah. He works and at the, that restaurant. And the base, they use it as a toilet. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> like at the end when um, Elaine's like, what? And he's like... And oh, he's yeah. Like, like, I where, think where what he's trying to say is get the bouillabaisse. Yeah, and George is coughing George is like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. Yeah, that's it. It took me a while to figure out that joke, but I finally realized what it means because... Um, uh, Elaine's like, yeah, well, I'm going out for lunch with Dalrymple next week or whatever. Yeah, at this like, place. Where, where are you going? Yeah, whatever it's called. And he mentions, it must be a French restaurant. Mm-hmm. And um and George starts coughing. He starts like choking on his food because yeah. he knows what happens there. Yeah, in the what kitchen. happens if you order the certain food? Yeah, and Elaine's like, "What's wrong? Why are you coughing?" And then Jerry goes, "I think what George is trying to say is get the bouillabaisse." And I'm like, "But they're using it as a toilet." And then I realize his George's uh, Jerry saying to Elaine, "Get the bouillabaisse," because Elaine sort of crowbars herself into the sitcom script because you know how Jerry and George want Elaine to to sort of like. Um, you know, big up them when she yeah. has lunch with Dalrymple. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, yeah, I might do it. Like, you know, oh. they're at her mercy. And to get yeah, her yeah, back yeah, for like yeah. sort of, um, you know, for doing that to them, I think Jerry's telling her to get the booyah bays because apparently it's used to... That's, that's my interpretation. I'm like, I <laughs> yeah. never got this and scene. And I love, and I like, love when oh. George is like pointing at Jerry. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And yeah, he's, yeah, sort of, yeah, like, yeah. he's sort of agreeing. He's, he's like, like yep. affirming it. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, like, yep, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. So she's going to order the toilet water. Yeah, I think that's my interpretation. If you have a different interpretation or if my understanding is off, please let us know. Yeah, yeah. get in touch with us. Our email address is biblepusk. Uh, podcast at gmail.com yeah and I love like Jerry says to Dalrymple Jerry's like uh, yeah you gotta order the consomme mm, you know yeah. <laughs> don't order the, the that thing the bouillabaisse the bouillabaisse yeah, yeah. 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 You didn't hear it from me, but uh, apparently they use the booyah bays as a toilet. And Jerry's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's all we have about any of the secondary characters on the shoes. Yes, the shoes. After this break, I've got a Seinfeldism that will really whet your appetite. A very interesting one <laughs> that came across uh, on the weekend. Very interesting. And where does the shoes sit in our top episodes of all time? And have any secondary characters made our top ten? Jenna, are you alright? What's the matter? 
It's, it's just a stomach thing. Yuck. Well, we're going to have to do this some other time. So if, if you give me your number, I'll call you later. You know, some, suddenly I'm in the mood for pasta primavera myself. <laughs> Get a good look, Costanza. So I'm pretty keen to hear about this Seinfeldism. Yeah, so Stephen, so every week, uh, before I do mention it, uh, if you're a new listener, every week we have what's called Seinfeldism. So these are day-to-day activities in Stephen and my lives, and uh, if they revolve around Seinfeld, then they're a Seinfeldism. So it's basically things that happen, and... uh, yeah, things that happen in our lives which happen in Seinfeld. If you can relate any real-life thing or event or experience to Seinfeld, it qualifies as a Seinfeldism. Yes. So I was at a dinner at someone's house. I won't mention who it is because uh, <laughs> they, I think they uh, know about the show or they listen. So I won't say who it was. Uh, anyway, so... You just don't want to out yourself. Yeah, I, I was out and I wasn't even in. <laughs> <laughs> no, not like that. <laughs> I get you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to get outed in that way. No. Um, yeah, so I was I was just sitting there, you know, minding my own business, and, uh, you know, they had, like, chips and dips and stuff, you know? <laughs> had just a, a, a strewn, strewn on the table. Anyway, this gentleman, I, he just... I didn't know who he was. He, uh, an older fellow, probably in his 50s or 60s, he, uh, he grabbed a chip. Dunked it into the beetroot dip. <laughs> the beetroot dip looked very nice. It's like it's beetroot and sweet potato or something. I was like, Sounds oh, that delicious. Looks, yeah, it looks really good. Yeah. He dips it, takes a bite, and I was like, oh, yeah, cool. What does he do? Double dips. Were he did you, it again. Were you watching for a double dip? No. Did, I did, just, you were just watching the whole dipping time. I was just Yeah, I was just sitting, looking straight ahead. I think I was talking to someone or whatever, and then I saw him dip. And then I think how he did it was he did it really quickly. Right. Like he just went dip, bite, and then he quickly went dip. I think he did it sneakily. Did he look guilty? No. Did he look around going, I hope no one saw me? No, no, I don't know. That was just my way of seeing it. But he just, uh, yeah. (laughs) It's like he was trying to sneakily go, Did you go up and berate him? I should have. Yeah. I couldn't. (laughs) Make it like a more authentic Seinfeldism. Yeah. I should have made like a big scene in front of everyone. double dip. Yeah. (laughs) That that would have been an episode of Seinfeld right there. Yeah. I would have been like George. That would have been perfect. Yeah. Or I would have been that kid that outed George. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I saw a double dipper right in front of my face. I didn't think they existed anymore. Yeah. I thought Seinfeld was like the public service announcement to not double dip. Yeah. You know, but no, they're still around. Do you double dippers? I double dip. Do you? It, well, it depends. If I I'm, double, if, I'm if, yeah. if it's with like if if I'm having dinner or food with people that I know and, you know, I I trust their saliva. Right. Whatever. Okay. But if it's like in a situation I don't know anyone, maybe maybe I'll think about yeah. it. I don't know. Would you double dip if you and I ate something? Yeah. Yeah, okay. For sure. Well, you can have the rest. <laughs> I'll order something else. Yeah. I'm sure like <laughs> enough, I'm sure like enough like microbial microbial spittle has been exchanged in this little room from us talking into yeah. microphones for hours. Yeah. That, you know, I've already, I've already had your saliva in my mouth. So, <laughs> you know, potential saliva on a chip or in a dip that you've double dipped. No problem. There's a bit of me and you and a bit of you and me. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I had a, I saw a double dipper. That was my Sanfordism for the week. That's pretty fucking good. Pretty fucking good. For the first time in God for forever, I don't have any Seinfeldisms this oh, week. Oh, no life. Actually, well, I, I guess a, a loose Seinfeldism 
we were talking about, um, it just came to me actually, we were talking about Festivus before, coming up to Christmas. Festivus is the famed uh, Frank Costanza alternative to Christmas. Yes, the um, metal pole. The aluminium pole, airing aluminium grievances, pole. Yep. Mm. feats of strength. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast this morning and they were talking about uh, sitcom alternatives, well, fictional alternatives to Christmas in sitcoms and shows and oh, stuff. Oh, here we go. And they mentioned Festivus. Oh, I have to. Yeah. That list. Yeah. Jeepers. Yeah, it was on the top of their list actually and yeah. it's probably the most well-known like you know fictional alternative to christmas in in pop culture nice yeah so there you go i did have a seinfeldism you nowhere, did. nowhere near as good as yours you've never had like a seinfeldism less weak you've no. always had a seinfeldism yeah. since day one yeah yeah definitely awesome yeah cool so Stephen, where does the shoes sit out of 30 episodes that we've reviewed not including what's the deal where does it sit for you so it does sit in my top 10. Oh, jeez. Not as strong as debut as last, the last few weeks. Oh, man. They've come in real hot. Oh, Jesus. So this uh, comes in at number nine. Cool. Yeah, number so nine. not a bad debut. Not, not a bad, a bad debut. debut at all. Yeah, so uh, 10 to 1, uh, we've got the outing, the shoes, the subway, the apartment, the pony remark, the baby shower, the stakeout, the limo, uh, last week's episode, the movie, and the week before's episode, the pen. The pen. Take the pen. Take that pen. I know, like, the pen was your number one, then the movie came in, yep. and then crazy. Yep. Jeez, it's like bang, 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 bang. Yep. Laughing. Yep. For me, not so much the shoes. Okay. Uh, out of 20, well, look, the shoes was a good episode, but I felt like the shoes was kind of like a lead on to other episodes, you mm. know, to the later. It definitely uh, set up some you know better storylines later on yeah and it kind of set up like a dramatic thing where you know the pilot was almost lost because of what george did and then suddenly they salvaged it mm. and dalrymple came back on board you mm. know that so it was almost the end of that story arc right there but then it bounces back mm. you know to lead on to the end of season four uh look it's still a good episode though uh out of 30 number 20 okay yeah not too bad yeah not too bad yeah but you know numbers 1 to 19 are just really good yeah. <laughs> so you yeah, can't complain yeah it, it gets as we do more episodes it gets harder and harder to slot it in like the first yeah. 5 or 10 episodes well anything up to the first 10 episodes were kind of you know it was 10 but yeah you know, like episodes 11 to 20 that we did in season one Tough. and the start of season two. Tough. No, a bit easier because there's less to contend oh, with. Oh, right. But now they're yeah. up to like 30 and as we go on, it's going to get harder and harder. And then when we get to like 130, 140, 150, it's yeah. like, oh my God, we're going to slot this thing. Yeah, definitely. Jeepers. Uh, my top 10 are from 10 to 1. The Smelly Car, The Jimmy, The Limo, The Movie, The Pony Remark, The Hamptons, The Bizarro Cherry, The Soup Nazi, The Puffy Shirt, and The Outing. Nice. Yeah. Uh, any of the secondary characters appear in your top 10 from this episode? Niente. No. Top 20? Uh, no. No. Same. None were really super strong. If I had to pick a favourite secondary character just for the sake of it, it would probably be Dana. i say so too, yeah. Dana was my favourite. Yeah. Yep. She was yep. the most likable. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Gail, not so much. Uh, Molly only had a couple of lines. Yeah. You, know, you can't really... Not a lot to work with. No, not really. No. No. Um, and... I guess that's it for another that week is. of... Uh, but I don't want to be a secondary character. A bit of a shorter episode this week. It after is. some, uh, I think, two of our longest episodes yet. I think so. Yeah, last week was our biggest. Well, we had three people, so, you know, that's true. what do you expect? That's true. So, next week is our last episode of Season 2. 
Uh, we are talking about the mango. The mango, delicious. Indeed. And perfect because mango, well, in, a, in the southern hemisphere anyway, mango is a summer fruit. Coming into summer. Yeah, so it's perfect. Yeah. It is mango season. So. And if you're uh, in the northern hemisphere, save this until, what, June, July next year and listen to it then. That's it. And what we just said, what Ivan just said, will make perfect sense. <laughs> Absolutely. You can follow us on social media at Bidwabask. That's B I D W. B-A-S-C. Uh, we're also on the emails. Or you can send an email. Jeez, what am I saying? Podcast at gmail.com. And Stephen... And electronic mail. Elect- yes, and Morse code too. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, what's our website? Uh, Bidwabask.com. And you can listen to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, if you'd be so kind as to subscribe or review or spread the word, that would be absolutely amazing. Yes, my name's Ivan. I'm Stephen. And see you next week for the season two finale of Bidwabask. We're going to talk about the mango. So uh, thanks, everyone, and we'll see you next week. Catch you.